Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And we're joined by Maling McGrath. This is the most dissonant faux harmonizing that there could be. That's true. I, I wish everybody could just introduce me like that. Man. <laughs> like every day you walk great. into work, everyone's head just snaps to attention at and the same time. Start, They're like, oh, that's great. And you never know when they're going to stop. And I proceed to disappoint everyone. They did it for three <laughs> hours one day, and you don't know when that's going to happen again. Um, uh, Malik is going to be joining us tomorrow to talk about Nymphomaniac, so we thought we'd bring him in for Missing Out Mondays as well. Malik, bro, what are you into? Man, Ozark, bro. Okay. How okay. is, how is o- Ozark, Ozark, son? It's great. It's um, So, like, I, I, uh, I smoke weed a lot, and then on the nights that I don't, I can't sleep. Mm. So, one night I wasn't smoking weed, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. So, I remember I was uh, listening to two coworkers of mine rave about this show, Ozark. And so, I was like, let me let me check it out, see what it is. It's Jason Bateman's Netflix series, mm-hmm. and it's damn good. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just super simple to understand, and the stakes are high enough for you to get enthralled. It's kind of, it's like, it's the easy listening of the crime genre you know what i mean like it wants to be a lot more cryptic and deeper than it is with its symbolism and the the shapes that you see at the beginning of each episode but it's super straightforward jason bateman kills it yeah i just love how much of the bullshit he cuts out of everything every scene that he's in um and it's just yeah it's really good season two comes out end of this month so if you want to binge watch it do it now so you can get on it First season, how many episodes? Uh, nine or ten. Okay. And Bateman directs the first two and the last two. Okay. Oh, nice. So they're really, it's really good. It's like super good. I don't know if I should like, should I tell you what it's about? What, hey, what, like broad premise. Okay, maybe? so yeah. like the broad premise is that Jason Bateman is a businessman who washes money for the cartel and some shit goes down and he has to move to the Ozarks to do it. Huh. And when he goes to the Ozarks, clearly there's some other people down there. That just make that harder to do, and every t- every like point is just met with a new challenge, and then he has to like talk his way out of some of the craziest situations that you've ever seen. And it's just a really good show. It's just really well written. All the characters around him supporting him are great, and it's just super good. Yeah. Ozark. All right. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right, Lex. What are you into? All right. So this past week, I checked out Blind Spotting. Have either one of you seen Blind Spotting yet? No, I heard about it. No. Holy what is it? cow! This thing is amazing. So, Blind Spotting was written by, produced by, and stars uh, David Diggs and Raphael Cassell, mm, childhood friends. David Diggs, of course, best known as the original uh, Lafayette slash Jefferson yes. in Hamilton. Um, mm. Oakland rapper representing Oakland, blah, 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 Bay Area. He's also Rainbow Johnson's brother on Blackish for anybody that watches that show. All right. Yeah. So uh, I guess the two of them, they grew up together and they often felt that Oakland had been misrepresented in film and they wanted to sort of shed light on the reality of it. And uh, it's a very, it presents a sort of heightened reality in which kind of all manner of things can happen. In the movie, characters will be talking very passionately and almost like how in a musical they'll break into song. They just start breaking into verse. Um and we sort of, we follow, uh, we follow David Diggs' character who is uh, finishing probation. Like he's living at a halfway house. He's on his last three days of probation before it ends and he's a completely free man again. And you find, you find out what happened later in the movie. But 
he witnesses a shooting. He witnesses the police shoot an unarmed black man. And it basically starts this process in his brain that you follow as he's living out the last few days of his probation, reassessing kind of his relationships and his place and what kind of person he is and what and essentially how to navigate the world in a more positive way than he had before. But it's a real it's insanely powerful. It's very, very funny, um, but equally emotionally affecting. It is one of the most human stories I've seen in a very long time time i mm. saw it with my girlfriend and for hours afterwards we were talking about the characters in this movie as if they were actual people um and and moments that'll make you laugh hysterically but also moments that will will really like profoundly hit you in the heart there is a scene and i won't i don't want to say what the scene is because i want people to see the movie but there's a scene that involves a child that is one of the most stressful things I, if not ever certainly that i've seen in a very very long time in a movie theater um it's a heck of a movie. Like I'm, I'm talking around a lot of stuff because I think it's a phenomenal movie for people to discover. Mm. But I think because of the subject matter, not just the way it was conceived, but the way it's all executed, um, I think this is a movie everybody should see. Mm. It's real good. Like maybe like if you guys check it out, then maybe we can come back and we can talk about it at a later date. But I, a lot of it's still sitting with me, and I feel like I can't do it more justice in terms of describing it until you've you've seen it it's yeah. not it's not a movie full of crazy plot twists but i feel like if somebody tells you too much about it and you calibrate your brain too hard in one way yeah you're going to miss some of the joy of taking that ride um okay it's a hell of a movie i strongly encourage you to check it out nice okay oh, all right i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that into consideration yeah no, you better watch it. You go home right now. You and look you, up. You go on Fandango, and you look up times. You go. It's playing at the Lem over here. The Lemley. That's the where Lemley. I saw it. Uh, yeah. The Lemley Nohos, where I saw yeah. it. And actually, so so Malik, you talking about how the the film you're about to direct is is a lot about has to do with like gentrification. That's a big big part of the story of Blind Spotting as well. Well, we don't rap in our movie, so. I mean, it's not too late. You know, you ain't shooting yet. Rewrites. You know, I'm just saying. Let me call the writer. <laughs> like, don't even tell anyone. You Like, in the middle of a scene, you just start a beat and be like, <laughs> see yeah, what, no, no, See no, what the going. actors do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see what the actors you know, not do. All ra- not all raps have to rhyme. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, just spoken word, baby. No. Um, speaking of music, I'm actually, I, I've gotten re into... Um, the Mars Volta. Mm. Um, for those who aren't aware of the Mars Volta, I sort of missed that whole boat myself. Um, they're great. They're a prog rock band. They were born from the ashes of um, are at they the from South America. Um, two of their members, like the two main members, are, are um, originally America. from South America. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so specifically, I got into their Francis the Mute album again. I was uh, I I I've been super into like. Uh, YouTube video essays lately and there was one about them as a band and their formation and, and their 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 evolution. Um and it really got me back into Francis the Mute, which specifically so they um when they write their music, uh they try to base them off of uh real events. And so their their first album, D Louse in the Crematorium, um was a, a tribute to their their old friend who had died of, of a drug overdose. Well, technically, um, he had overdosed and went into a, a coma. And then the album is essentially based on what the what they imagined was going through his what he was dreaming of and what he was going through his journey 
while he was in the in the coma. And then once he woke up, he later ended up just jumping off of a bridge or something because um, he, he like overdosed on purpose. So he was trying to die. Um, uh, so it was, it's sad. Uh, and then their next one was based off of a journal. Uh, the, the lead singer used to do repo work and he found a journal inside of a car that he re- repossessed. And it was about this mute man who was separated from his parents uh, and he was on this journey to find his birth parents. He didn't speak a lick of English. Um, It was like, I I believe he was separated because of like crossing the border. Um, Super relevant. Um, But it's a, it's, so you're following that journey and, and it's really experimental music there. The last, the last song on the album is 36 minutes. So it, the last song is longer than the, the, all the other songs combined. Um, it's very, uh, I would say, accessible music, but it's also kind of a, a, they're a jam band. So some of it is just instrumental for like 10 minutes straight. Um, so I highly recommend the Mars Volta. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're into. There you have it. You got to binge watch Ozark, take mm-hmm. yourself to the movie theater to see Blind Spotting, and then on the ride. Listen to the Mars Volta. There you Hell go. Yeah. That's Who do what you, you love, do. baby? It sounds in, like a in, good weekend. In that order. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Don't forget that you can uh, call us uh, on the Missing Out hotline and tell us what you're into, and we will include it in Missing Out Mondays. It is 978 Miss Out. Uh, you know how phones work. Uh, so do that uh, if you can subscribe so you can get missing out Mondays in your feed on Mondays and our regular show on Tuesdays uh, and then tune in tomorrow where Malik Lex and I talk about Nymphomaniac the four hour long sexual epic by Lars oh Ventrier and, and we don't mention sex not one time nope. Nope. it is the most safe for work conversation totally. we will ever have on this program <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye.